0: slash the codex cantina it all helps us in running the show along with commercials guys so thank you so much we're going to do a quick commercial break and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode while the collection was published in 2016 and 2021 it finally came out here in america we're talking "Shin chow, Shin chow from shoko's smile today by chui and young
1: Thank you for Kacha, our patron of picking this one, because we love branching out and reading different cultures and learning about different ways of life. And this was a, a very unique read that I felt fit well in with the historical times of the 1990s of how I think a lot of people around the world felt being immigrants and emigrants in new places.
0: You know, it's an interesting story because you said something to me in the pre-chat. You said foreigners in foreign lands. Because when you think of the word foreigner, like, you have, like, a, a centric view of them coming to, to my place. Like, for us, it's America, right? But here you have Vietnamese and Korean families immigrating to Germany and not even interacting with Germans in the story. They're interacting with other immigrants, Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. I guess because we always look at everything as U.S. centric because, you know, we're self-centered and many cultures are that way. Uh, I think we're maybe <laughs> the worst of it. But uh, I, I when I thought of that, it's it just a very unique story that you have two different cultures meeting in almost like a neutral location of, of Germany. And I that just popped into my head of, wow, these are like foreigners in a foreign land. But that's kind of duh because that's what is a foreigner. Uh, but that it isn't a Korean family going to Vietnam and, and vi- visiting a Vietnamese family or vice versa. So that's what I thought was kind of unique to this story. And I think there is a certain twist to that 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 lends itself to why this is such a unique story.
0: Can I guess what it is? Is it because I noticed that this is taking in like 90s post fall Berlin Wall Iron Curtain, right? So th- this would be after We've taken the east-west Germany away, and now we're supposed to be unified, right? So so there was a divide, right, because of the whole Red Scare and all that stuff, but, but now we're supposed to be unified, and I think it's kind of pitting the families against that. Is that where you're going with that one?
1: That is definitely one way that I looked at it, that you have during this post-Cold War era, two families that were definitely affected by the proxy wars that happen inside of that time frame of uh, 1945 to 1990 Vietnam having the Vietnam conflict and then the Korean war both these people are you know devastated by these you know events and that one family in particular is more affected and the Korean family doesn't know this and that, that there's kind of a history lesson that's learned here by the, the, narr- the unnamed narrator. She doesn't realize the history of her own culture, and that's something, too, is a lot of times, you know, as a young adult, we don't know things. You're supposed to learn things, and I was a little bit mad that they were so harsh on the unnamed narrator. Of, you know, she's just a child. You're not expected to know everything when you're young, and yes, there is a, a bit of nationalism here that she's proud to be Korean, and she's proud of her heritage, as well she should be, and she misspeaks in the story, and that kind of gets her trouble and it's the uh downfall of the the, the story as, as it proceeds through to the the you know not so happy ending but you know a, a moderate conclusion i guess
0: you know in a, in a ten thousand foot view right the plot is basically like we said these two foreign families coming into germany to meet they start interacting with each other having a good time and it's it's basically boils down to the kids are friends they call themselves snoopy and woodstock or whatever and it leads to this point, this miscommunication.
1: Yeah. So a little bit prior in the story, um, unnamed narrator and Twee, the Vietnamese little boy, are in school, and there's some history lessons that are going on. And the the unnamed narrator feels like Twee kind of being picked on, and he's f- pretty shy in class, and he he doesn't really kind of speak up for himself. And then this proceeds to kind of continue later at dinner um, when they're they're having dinner the the two families. And they start talking about, you know, the Vietnam conflict and the, the unnamed narrator is like, well, Hey, you know, are we've never done anything like that? You know, that that's terrible. That's awful. And then Mr. Ho, the Vietnamese father, he's like, what are you talking about? Koreans were some of the people that were in Vietnam killing our people. And then the big reveal is, is that Mrs. Wynn's family, the Vietnamese mom, her entire family was basically killed by uh, Korean soldiers. And the, the, the daughter, the unnamed narrator, is devastated by this, but also is harshly called out. You know, she, she doesn't know this information, and, and she was just trying to be supportive of, of her heritage. And, you know, it causes a fight, and then her father storms out, you know, kind of pouts a little bit. I, I was really disappointed in how he handles this situation, and um, then they just kind of falls apart, and the relationship is never really repaired from that point on.
0: Yeah, I know when the little boy spoke up, it kind of escalated things with the parents. It reminded me a little bit of that whole um, little little children wiser than men by Tolstoy, where you see how the the emotions can escalate. And I couldn't help but wonder, you know, one of the themes of the story to me was loneliness, how everyone in these families was lonely in their own way. I felt like, you know, the, the kids you talked about being ostracized, being teased at school you had the mom and the uh, husband of the narrator they didn't even love each other at least in the narrator's eyes they didn't and you felt that you know they were kind of like a little estranged I guess as a family and as a result the moms found comfort in each other that everyone had a little bit of loneliness in a sense and here you have uh, Miss Nguyen kind of burying these emotions this whole time uh, you know she can't hold them well, she shouldn't hold them accountable but at the same time we're human beings right when we see something tragic happen and there's something that reminds us of that tragedy it stirs up emotions so everyone in this in this story kind of had this loneliness divide happening in their life
1: i do like the fact that the story does have the moms keep the cool calm and collective uh they they don't act out irrationally and the the moms just you know, like, hey, th- this is what happens. We know it wasn't your fault. You didn't do these things. Uh, but both the dads are kind of jerks in the story. And the moms do eventually kind of repair the relationship. It never goes back to the way it was. But the moms eventually do kind of reconcile a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, when we get to the end of the story, um, the the title of the the short stories, Shen chau Shen chau is a Vietnamese greeting. And the the narrator's grown up and returns back and meets Mrs. Nguyen again, and they have kind of this moment of like, hey, I know I was a kid and I was ignorant, but uh, you didn't hold that against me. Uh, and, and they they see past this in this difference of their cultures, and they let the past be the past, move together, I think, together as a, a people, as ones, even though their cultures are different, and they both, you know, shin chow, shin chow, and uh, uh, say goodbye to each other in a you know very platonic way. The was really sweet. So it kind of has a happy ending.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nice that they at least tried to learn a little bit about each other's culture, right? Like there's, there's that whole, I'm sure you've heard the, like, there's the whole narrative of ask versus guess culture, right? Like there's, there's something to be said about their trying to learn about, you know, the other culture and show some awareness of it, which was good. I, I want to go back to something about that too, is earlier you mentioned about the kind of like countries have like a narrative when it comes to history, We've talked about this where I've personally witnessed this with the the Nagasaki and Hiroshima bombings, like when you go to the Hiroshima uh, exhibits, you know, obviously we're both very passionate about history, and I noticed that there was a different spin on the narration and the narrative of what led to the bombing, right? Much different than the American version, which, you know, maybe has some grief and <laughs> some defense mechanisms built into it, as opposed to uh, the Japanese one, which might have some justification elements into it too. When you look at the – I've got a book back here, The War of 1812. You've got a very interesting discussion about how a lot of Western books talk about how it was the land and the retreat that defeated Napoleon. But it's very different in Russia. right? The story about what the the strategy and what the Russian army was doing is told much different than it is in Western books. So I don't think it's necessarily – Meant to be evil or or hidden, at least most of the time. But there is something to be said about how cultures have different views and ways of expressing how stories happen. And that seems pretty core to how these two families interpret what happened in these events and what it means to them and their culture and even their more immediate family.
1: We've mentioned many times that perspective is very important. I think it's worth mentioning again here, especially because depending on your viewpoint, you could be the villain of the story. <laughs> and here, you know, the poor little girl is realizing that, you know, she's very proud of, of her heritage, but she's the villain in the Vietnamese story and that, you know, her her countrymen killed people, you know, innocent little boys and girls uh, during this conflict. And that, that's something hard for a child to realize. I, I love the idea of this story too, again, to kind of bring it back to the beginning that we talked about, is this idea of proxy wars. We're right after the end of the Cold War, and the U.S. and the USSR were always fighting proxy wars. They couldn't have fight each other because, you know, we, they, they would blow everything up and no more life. That would be bad. And so they used proxies to fight one another, which was in Korea and in Vietnam, to try to stop the spread of communism. And then you have these Vietnamese and Korean families in Germany, which has basically just ended and become a free nation again because it's gone back to put back together and the Cold War's over and the USSR isn't there anymore. And I thought that was very meta of that they're using these kind of proxies to learn about each other's cultures. I thought that was kind of cool. Very, very unique. Loved it.
0: Very good story. And I think emotional. I think Choi and young did a really good job at how she spun that narrative to come around to that Xin Chao, Xin Chao. And uh, even find closure at the end. It reminded me a little bit of remember when we did the paper menagerie. How that by the end you're just like sobbing and crying. And even if it's just a single tear, that might be sobbing and crying for you. For the, <laughs> the tough individuals, this this author definitely pulled out that twist to come back to the okay. Even if we have misunderstandings, even if there's these fights, it's uh, I think it's that that desire for understanding, that that never ending push to understand each other. Uh, That really allows the story to connect with a lot of readers. Even if you've never been an immigrant, such as myself, uh, it allowed me to maybe just see a window of what other people experience. And I do know how lonely and misunderstanding uh, misunderstandings can happen in that life a lot. So definitely a story that I'd recommend.
1: Oh, that was heartbreaking. You bring up windows. Remember that when she's walking, like the whole families have been torn apart and they haven't hung out and they used to be like buddy, buddy every Saturday night or whatever. And she, like, you could just see the poor unnamed narrator walking down the street, hang her head, looking up, you know, into the window and she sees her buddy Snoopy up there and he's reading his comics and she's just longing to be with her only friend. Ugh, it was heartbreaking. But she, th- again, it, the story is bookended very well with that Xin shin Xin xiao, and, and and giving kind of hope. So yeah, worth a read. Definitely.
0: All right. Appreciate you guys spending some time with us. Hit that subscribe button and like button. Una out. Peace.